0: Welcome to the Well Kind Better podcast. My name is Nicole Gergieva. I'm a holistic well being coach and mindfulness guide. Every week, I share knowledge, stories, and my best tips to help you elevate your well being and mindset. Together, we explore tools and practices that support you in becoming a kinder and better version of yourself so you can bring your vision board to life. Take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey lovely human. So the other day I was looking for one specific story in my Instagram profile archive. It was the exact story from two years ago in 2021 when I came up with the idea for the Well Kind Better podcast. I really wanted to find it and to share it on social media as a little inspiration for those humans out there who have big dreams and goals that take a little bit longer to manifest. So you can imagine I first had this idea in June 2021, and I launched the podcast in November 2023. And during this time, it's not like I didn't do anything for the podcast. On the contrary, I almost started it once, and I actually have some unpublished episodes somewhere in my laptop still. So it took a little bit of time to get to this point. But it was not for nothing, because what amazed me the most while I was scrolling through all of the content that I had posted since 2020 on Instagram is the incredible evolution that my account has gone through, but more importantly that I have gone through and that has allowed me to be here today recording this podcast episode for you. Going through the photos and the memories made me remember some big turning points in the history of Wellkind better such as when I signed up for my coaching certification, or when I launched and completed my first coaching program, or when I did my first Instagram live, for which, needless to say, I was just so nervous. And in fact, thanks to this archive, I remember that when I pressed to go live, I was not fully ready, and I didn't exactly know what to say. I was just testing around how it worked. But then there I was, I was live, and I just winged most of this whole content on the spot. The memory made me giggle, but it also made me appreciate myself so much for doing that first Instagram live, which in a small but very significant way contributed to building my confidence and launching this podcast. While scrolling through memory lane, I also thought that I don't know why I was so sure of myself a year or two years ago. I watched myself and I thought, wow, I was doing great. And I wish I would have been a little bit braver and a little bit more bold in my pursuit of this project and this business. So what held me back? The simplest answer is myself. I was holding myself back and I made a few mistakes in the journey that I want to share with you so you can avoid them. Before I start, I also want to share that I don't actually believe in making mistakes, especially not when it comes to personal development. It's always very easy to look back and wish we could have done something differently. But with this regard that now we have knowledge and skills that our younger selves didn't have. It's the same with me. Of course, now it's easy for me to say, oh, I should have done this or I should have done more of that. But that previous version of me was doing the best that she could with what she had and I appreciate her for that so much, and I'm so grateful that she kept on going. So these are not so much mistakes, but more like five pieces of advice that I would give to my younger self to help her accelerate her personal growth, and which I also want to share with you to help you do the same. My first advice would be to read and plan less and do more. So I'm a planner, You know, I like to have a calendar and a notebook and write all of my tasks and plans for the week, for the quarter, for the year, and maybe for the next five years as well. I love envisioning my life as I want it to be, and I believe that it's so powerful to connect with that vision often and to generously soak up the energy. I'm a big picture person, and I find creating these visions and long-term plans to be very powerful motivators for taking action. As long as we actually take the action. See, looking back, I think that I spent too much time in the last five years reading personal development books and learning about the stories of successful people instead of getting out there and discovering who I was and what made me successful. Also, I allowed myself to make more plans instead of taking more action. I can appreciate now that this wasn't because I was lazy or I didn't know what to do. It was more because I was lacking some confidence and the support that was needed to go and make things happen. So my first advice to my younger self and to you would be this. Spend less time reading and planning and more time doing. Reading and planning too much will keep you stuck in your head. When you're in this mode, the perceived success of your ideas is purely based on your mindset. If you haven't yet built confidence and resilience, inevitably, after enough thinking, you will talk yourself out of testing your ideas in the real world because you will convince yourself that they're not going to work out. Trust me, I've been there and I've done that. However, when you get out of your head and into the real world, you get feedback based on what works in real life. You find out what works for you, what doesn't work, and you have the opportunity to adjust based on that. You know, one time I had a coaching session with a wonderful client who wanted to host meetups for people who are passionate about the same craft. She was concerned that too many people would show up and she would not be able to facilitate the meeting very well. We worked past that and, you know, she organized the first meeting and completely busted her own mind-made worst-case scenarios that never actually happened. She continued organizing the events after that because it really went well and she really enjoyed it. But it took her a while to get started just because she had built up this idea of the worst case scenario or of something that she was lacking to make it happen. What I'm saying is that when we think too much, we make up all kinds of scenarios that might not happen at all. And we rob ourselves of the opportunity to see what would actually happen if we go out there. So the bottom line is this. More action, less planning, less reading, and less thinking. As Marie Forleo says, clarity comes from action, not from thought. All right, let's go to number two. My second mistake was that for the better part of my twenties, I counted on willpower and motivation to get things done. And my advice to you would be to learn how to build supportive routines, habits, and systems as early as possible. It doesn't matter what kind of personal professional growth you're aiming for in 2024. If you don't yet know how to design routines and systems to support yourself in implementing these changes, I suggest that you make this as a priority for now. In a previous episode of this podcast called Why Change is So Hard, I shared that according to a study done in the US, around 40% of the activities we do every day are habitual and repetitive, And our brains are wired to resist change. This means that once we set off on the journey of changing our habits or mindset, we will encounter natural resistance. You'll be going against the well-established flow that your brain loves and protects. That's not a very little adventure. And willpower and motivation can only get you this far. In fact, it's a common misconception that the success of building new habits depends on motivation. Yes, sure, it is important to feel inspired when you begin something new. It's like being pushed from behind when you start to ride a bike. It gives you a nice hit of extra energy just to boost and to start you. But then, if you want to keep moving, you gotta put your feet on the pedals and turn them time after time after time. It's the same with personal development in any area motivation and willpower will only get you through the initial boost that you need and then you have to have a system a routine that is supportive of the change that you're trying to make these will be the things that you do day in and day out that sustain the progress and that get you over the obstacles just like pedaling a bike gets you over a big hill so this is advice number two don't rely just on motivation and willpower Instead, learn how to also build supportive routines and systems for your personal development. Okay, let's go to the next one. My third mistake was trying to do what others did instead of listening to my inner voice and honoring my natural talents and tendencies. I'll give you an example. For the better part of my personal development journey, I tried to copy the routines of other people that I considered successful. I tried to force myself to do the same thing over and over again. I tried working out every day. I tried running every day. I tried not eating sugar every day, which, by the way, of course, is good. It was just very difficult. Although one time I did more than a year without processed sugar. So that was an adventure. But anyway, back to the point. I tried getting up at 5.30 in the morning every day. I also created challenges to further push myself to commit to these promises. What took me years to learn, though, is that I did not try even doing the same thing over and over. I crave variety. I crave different activities. And when I force myself to do the same thing every day, I feel like my brain cells are dying. It's so against my nature. Just the thought of what I used to make myself do makes me cringe right now. And I kid you not, it took me years to find out that you can build routines that are not based on doing the same thing every day, and that also feel good. And my well-being and productivity really improved after this realization. Within this example, I also want to highlight the getting up at 5.30 in the morning concept. Maybe you have heard about the 5 a.m. club. A lot of personal development leaders recommend to wake up at 5 a.m. in order to get ahead of the day. And you know, there is something valuable here. Even according to yoga philosophy, the time approximately two hours before sunrise, which in many places around the world is around 5 a.m., is the most balanced time of the day. And it is recommended to do asanas and breath work and meditation during those hours. So, you know, there might be something there. However, I personally, in this stage of my life and within this setup that I'm working and living in, I cannot function if I get up at 5 a.m. I've tried it and it made me miserable. And no coach or guru can convince me that feeling miserable is good for me. So I learned to really listen to my body and to honor my own unique well-being needs. And just one last example. Another thing that I don't enjoy doing that is commonly recommended is to work out in the morning. It's just not for me right now. And I know that things might change, and I am open to that, but right now, at this stage of life, I would rather work out during my lunch break or in the evening. All of this is why, if you work with me, I will never tell you to do X and Y just because it works for me or for another person that I work with. You're your unique person. And advice number three is to embrace yourself with your unique strengths and quirks. Instead of trying to conform to the norm, make your world Work for you, and generally, this is one of my best tips for a thriving life. Let's go to number four. Number four on the list is all about coaching. The first thing is that I waited maybe a year too long to invest in a coach for myself. This investment was significant for me, money wise, and the things that I learned from my coach still serve me today. In fact, I owe my first group coaching program and this podcast to the work I did with my coach. It really gave me the confidence boost and the tools to break down my self-doubt and a bunch of limiting beliefs and focus my energy where it mattered, into the work. But it was not only that. After the six months that I worked with my coach, one of my biggest takeaways was that I really liked myself more as a person. I distinctly remember writing down this realization and being really fascinated by it. Being in the energy of a coach and doing the work together really helps you to embrace who you are and what you have to offer to the world. I sometimes wonder how my personal development journey and my business journey would have been different if I had made this investment earlier. So if you're on the brink of making a decision to work with a coach, this is your sign to definitely go for it. The other part of the mistake coaching-wise is that while I was waiting and hesitating to invest, A few up-and-coming coaches that I followed tripled their coaching prices and working with them became a little bit outside of my reach. I watched them grow and I loved what they were doing, but the hesitation to invest in myself took away the opportunity to partner with them. So advice number four is this. Do not hesitate to invest in coaching or in any professional type of support. And two, if you're following an up-and-coming coach and you really resonate with them, Hop on the train sooner than later so you do not regret your inaction later. Hey, lovely human, have you heard the news? My new group coaching program, Align and Drive, is open for enrollment. This program is created exclusively for women just like you, who are ready to create thriving lives rich in wellness, success, harmony, and joy. During this three-month coaching program, we will align your vision, voice, and values to your highest self and to the life that you envision for yourself. Then we will create the routines and build the character skills and well-being foundations to bring that vision to life and to allow you to thrive. We'll dive into topics such as your personal story, values, habits, work-life balance, mindfulness, joy, and much more. Choose whether you want to attend online or in person and book your spot with a 15% early bird discount until the end of day on December 20th. Find the link to learn more and sign up in the podcast notes. I can't wait to meet with you, partner with you, and witness your growth in 2024. Now, going back to my list, the last one is quite a common mistake that I think is worth bringing up. It's one of those reminders that we can never have enough of. In the last few years of my personal development, up until probably last year, I was way too worried about what other people thought of me. I wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self that it's way more important what I think about myself and what I think about my work. And what's even more important than that is how I feel about my work, my life, and myself. In fact, you know, funny story, it took me so long to get a coaching certification because at some point in my life, someone told me that only the people who are not good at anything else become coaches. This stayed in my brain for such a long time and made me think not twice, but probably 50 times before I announced to the world that I want to be a coach. I'm saying that right now and I appreciate how silly this is. To be a great coach, a person needs to have a very specific set of skills and personal qualities that are not present in every single human on the planet. Basically, it's like being good at any other job. You need some natural abilities and you need to put in so much work into your craft. I also cared so much about how I appear on social media how I sound on my stories, about the graphics, on my profile, and all of that. And now I realized that the most important thing was the energy that I was bringing, the intention, and that huge willingness inside of my soul to help people and to contribute in positive ways to the world. So here is advice number four. Care much, much more about how you feel inside versus how you look in the eyes of other people. And definitely care much, much less about what other people think about you. The reality is that there will always be somebody around you who doesn't understand what you're doing. And the other thing is that often you come up with your own scenarios of what other people might be thinking, while in reality they might not be thinking about you at all, Or they might be thinking something completely different. We cannot read minds. So make sure that you're doing what you're doing for yourself and not for other people. Because honestly, who cares what other people think when you feel happy and fulfilled and successful? That's right. Nobody. So these are my five pieces of advice for your personal development based on my own mistakes. The first one is to take more action. The second, to invest in creating routines and systems to support your new habits and personal development changes. Then, honor your uniqueness and leverage your strengths and personal preferences. Next on the list is to bet on yourself and invest in your growth and support and coaching early on. And finally, focus on why you're doing what you're doing instead of comparing yourself or worrying about what other people think. Well, that's quite a lot of wisdom from a random Instagram archive scroll, isn't it? I'm mainly joking, I don't consider myself very wise just yet, but I find lots of value in looking back both to appreciate how far we've come in the journey and also to learn from our younger selves and improve. So I really hope that these pieces of advice would be helpful to you. I also wonder what tips you would give to your younger self regarding your personal development. If you have any, please share with me under the Instagram post about this episode on my Instagram profile. Thank you for being here and see you next week when I'll be back with more tips for feeling well, being kind and doing better. Cheers!